Good morning. My name is Keith Vorkink. I'm the Advancement Vice President at Brigham Young University. I first want to thank all those who are joining us here in person, local and national media members who are joining us virtually through a Zoom link, and to all Cougar Nations joining us on BYU TV. Uh, the format of today will be as follows. We will first hear a statement via Zoom from Big 12 Board Chair and Texas Tech University President, Lawrence Skuvenick. Then we will hear from Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bolsey, also via Zoom. After Commissioner Bolsby, we will hear from BYU President Kevin Worthen. Then we will hear from BYU Director of Athletics, Tom Homo. Following Tom's uh, statement, I will set the table for our question and answer period. We will now turn the mic over to Chair and President Skuvenick. Good morning. On behalf of my colleagues on the Board of Directors of the Big 12 Conference, I'm delighted to welcome Brigham Young University into the Big 12. The Big 12 presidents and chancellors began this process of adding members with the focus to strengthen the conference. The addition of BYU with its rich tradition of athletic success and outstanding academic credentials enhances the prestige and the competitiveness of the league on a national scale and I say it sets us on a path to even greater success. A bigger, stronger, more national Big 12 is a great thing for college athletics. And certainly, Brigham Young University brings a broad national interest to the Big 12. I look forward to working with President Wortham on behalf of my colleagues on the board. We know that we will benefit from your experience and your leadership. I know that each institution in the Big 12 looks forward to welcoming you to their campus. And I and members of the Red Raider family look forward to seeing you when we visit Provo. Again, welcome to the Big 12. Thanks, Lawrence. I appreciate your kind comments and uh, appreciate uh, all of your work in getting us to the place that we've arrived uh, with uh, the four new members. Um, you know, we're bringing in uh, four great universities, uh, 200,000 students, an additional three states, 40 million people, three of the best recruiting areas in the United States, tremendously broad-based programming with lots of successful athletic programs, led by outstanding coaches and outstanding administrators. Uh, in the case of uh, Brigham Young University, your fine athletic director, Tom Homo, was the National Athletics Director of the Year very recently. It's a good day for all of us, but it's especially good day for the Big 12 Conference. Relative to BYU specifically, your iconic programs are a, a tremendous addition to the conference. National Championship, Heisman Trophy winners, excellent broad-based programs in lots of different sports. I know this is the, uh, the Friday before a big weekend uh, with the, uh, the game with Utah, uh, much anticipated and, and highly contested. Uh, we look forward to coming to Provo. Uh, it's as picturesque a city as there is in the United States. And although I haven't seen a game in Lavelle Edwards Stadium, I've, I've been to the stadium 
and it's a, a spectacular venue for, for college football. Uh, I know you've just added new video boards and going to try those out over the weekend, but I, I will tell you, uh, I, I have been um, so impressed with everybody I've come in contact with at BYU. I had a, a wonderful conversation with uh, Gloria Navarez mm -hmm. from the West Coast Conference yesterday, and as much as she's uh, sorry to see BYU moving to the Big 12, she was very complimentary in terms of how the organization operates, what kind of values are, are embedded in the, in, the, in the university and in the athletics program. And those things don't just happen. So uh, I want to express my thanks to President Worthen and to uh, uh, Tom Homo uh, for the collaboration and the confidence that they have shown. Uh, we are, are embarking upon this um, in a very different way than we did uh, in 2016 when we were going through a, a sort of an, a, an exploration process, not knowing exactly where it would end up, and we ended up not expanding. Uh, this was a, a much different process. Uh, I think it will yield a very fruitful outcome. Uh, it will be a very successful partnership and indeed uh, a marriage that's going to make uh, Brigham Young University uh, more competitive. Um, it's going to make the Big 12 more competitive. And uh, speaking purely on a personal level, I enjoy working with people that I trust and that I like and that I know share the values that I have for intercollegiate athletics. And uh, in a very short period of time, I've come to know that that's what your university stands for. And so I, I just could not be any more excited today as we embark upon this new marriage. And uh, as we uh, look for synergies in every way uh, at the university level, at the athletics level, at the conference level to, uh, uh, to do things that make us all better. And uh, hopefully we'll look back uh, five years from now, 10 years from now and say BYU has grown exponentially as a result of the relationship and the Big 12 Conference is uh, better than it ever was before as a re result of BYU's inclusion. So uh, thank you for that. I'll be happy to answer a few questions uh, if we have some from the media after others have made their opening comments. Thank you. Thank you, President Skubanek and Commissioner Bowlesby for that warm welcome. It was my privilege this morning to officially accept the invitation on behalf of Brigham Young University to join the Big 12. And we're grateful to, th to them for facilitating this process. This is a, an historic day for BYU athletics and for the university as a whole. Our mission statement indicates that BYU is to be a place where a commitment to excellence is expected and the full realization of human potential is pursued. We strive to provide that kind of opportunity in everything we do, including our core academic endeavor but membership in the Big 12 gives us an opportunity to reinforce that commitment for our student athletes by allowing them to compete athletically and academically at the very highest level. We're grateful to the Big 12 for giving us that opportunity. I wanna thank President Skubanik and the Board of Directors, the presidents and chancellors of the other institutions of the Big 12 for having confidence in us. And I wanna thank Commissioner Bowlesby. He indicated that this has been a different kind of process than in 2016, but it was in 2016 and as a result of conversations then and in our interaction that we developed a level of mutual trust and understanding 
that allowed this to be a relatively quick but thorough process, and we're grateful for that. I also want to express my appreciation to the West Coast Conference and the member institutions there. Ten years ago, they took us in and have provided a wonderful home for us since that time for most of our sports. BYU is a better place academically, athletically, and spiritual, spiritually because of our interaction with the members of the West Coast Conference, and we want to thank them for that and hope that even as we transition through this, our relationship will continue on in various ways from there. Finally, I want to thank all those at BYU who have made this possible, starting with the players and the coaches, past and present, who over decades have created the kind of program that is capable of competing at a national level, which we now have the opportunity to do. I also want to thank the administrators, both university and athletic administrators, including Brian Santiago and Liz Garger, uh, Matt Richardson and Keith Borking, for creating an environment in which athletics can thrive at BYU as an integral and fully integrated part of the university, carrying out its unique role at this unique university. But most of all, I want to express my deep appreciation for our athletic director, Tom Homo. None of this would have happened without Tom Homo. His integrity, his enthusiasm for BYU athletics and college athletics in general, his evident love for the student athletes, and his embodiment of the values of BYU have all created relationships throughout the country that we are benefiting from today. Moments like this happen because of people like Tom Homo. So thank you, Tom. We're excited for the future. We're excited for going forward with the Big 12. We're excited for a game tomorrow night. And I'll just leave that at Go Cougars. Thank you, President. <clears throat> Congratulations, Cougar Nation. It's been a long time coming, and here we are. And I'd like to thank the Big 12 Conference for extending an invitation to BYU to join 11 other universities in a partnership that we pledge to give our very best to, our all. I feel extremely grateful for the West Coast Conference, who 10 years ago made it possible for us to partner with them in our Olympic sports. And it set a sail, it, it helped us set sail as an independent in football. 10 years ago, we charted a new course on our journey, a new way forward. And I feel during those years that BYU was able to learn and to grow and to change in the WCC and as an independent in football. We still have a long way to go, but that's where it all started. It wasn't all rough. Along the way, we enjoyed some incredible views, some great times, many, many still lay ahead. We are thrilled to be joining the Big 12, but Cougar Nation, we didn't reach the destination today the journey will still continue. Together, as the Big 12, all our schools will continue to push forward, doing the small and simple things that it takes that have brought all 12 of us to this point. I appreciate the blood, sweat, and tears of so many of the great Cougar Athletic alums and coaches 
who for many decades of loyal, strong, and true devotion have helped make this announcement today possible. This isn't just from a few years ago. This goes back decades. The Kreshemir Kosages, the Elaine Michaelises, the Danny Anges, the Lavelle Edwards, Dylan Duncans, Ty Detmers, Tina Guns, Glenn Tuckets, and thousands more have made this possible. Not just the athletes and the coaches, but all of you, Cougar Nation. You know who you are. You know what you've done to bring us to this point today. Y'all have paved the way. Success is a journey, not a destination. Cougar Nation, it's time to continue. Go Cougs. Thank you. Before we uh, open up for questions, let me describe a little bit how this segment uh, will operate. We have both media members tuning in via Zoom uh, and media members who are here in person uh, who will be able to ask questions. On Zoom, please use the raise hand feature and we will call on you when it's your turn to ask a question. For those media members uh, present here in the room, uh, we ask that you actually raise your hand uh, if you have a question and one of our athletics communications staff uh, members will bring you a microphone. Uh, and please pass the microphone back immediately after uh, asking your question. Uh, to all the media members, please state your name and news organization before your question. And also take note that we will not be able to facilitate individual interviews uh, of today's participants following the news conference. And with that, uh, we can open up to questions. We have a question here on the floor. Jared Lloyd, Daily Herald. Tom, I wanna to ask you, you've been through this whole process from going independent, joining the West Coast Conference. What's this last couple of months been like for you personally and now to get to this point and, and joining the Big 12 Conference? <clears throat> well, I don't really look at it as personal. I think from, I was a BYU student athlete in, from 78 to 82. I, I got the feel for what it was like at BYU back then. Um, along the way, I've, I've been gone, I've coached at other places and played other places and came back um, as a graduate assistant football coach. And then I've come back as a, an administrator. So it's in my blood. I feel it. I know what this means to everybody. This is not about me. Um, the last months or so was about really trying to, like, as, as Bob Bowlesby said, this six years ago, people thought it might have been a failure when we didn't get into the Big 12. But at that point in time, we, our coaches and our student athletes and administration determined we're not going to, this isn't going to be a failure. This is going to be a launching point. So if you say the last couple months, I'd say the last six years has been not a full court press, but it's just been a constant effort with all of us together to try to make it happen. We didn't know who, where, or when. And then I'd say in, in recent weeks, uh, the stars aligned and it all came together. And I think it's just a tribute to all the effort from decades past that when the time came, we were ready. Thank you. Our next question is going to come from our Zoom participants, uh, Barry Trammell, 
if you don't mute yourself, then you can ask your question. Yes, I'd like Tom and, and Bob Bowlesby. Um, have you have you all been able to ascertain what kind of uh, financial uh, landscape is out there for the twelve team league and how that looks? How does it? How is it uh, going to affect the the uh, legacy members of the Big Twelve and also Tom? How how this is going to enhance Brigham Young's athletic uh, situation? Uh, I'm sorry, financial situation. You want me to go ahead, Tom? Sure. Um, we uh, uh, obviously uh, the the media environment is changing rapidly. The uh, migration to streaming and to digital distribution is uh, um, gaining speed, if anything. Uh, and at the same time, the deterioration of the cable bundle is uh, is evident and um, and and doesn't seem to be abating. So we're in a we're in a very much changing environment. But I, I will say this, and this was uh, a driver for our uh, our exploration and, and our ultimate process. And that is, um, we have uh, attempted to add the very best, if you can put it in a recruiting environment, the very best athlete that we possibly could. Um, that certainly. Uh, is emblematic of BYU and the, the history and success that uh, that university has had and that athletics program has had. And so, in adding the four members that we have, uh, we will uh, we will gain as much as we can possibly gain uh, on the football field. Uh, we will arguably be the best basketball conference uh, in the country. Um, we will be uh, a force to be reckoned with in a wide variety of Olympic sports. And um, really it's, uh, uh, it's, not, it's not a time when I could sit here and, and forecast it's gonna be worth this much more or this much less. That isn't the, that isn't the nature of it. I think live sports is, is always going to be a valuable commodity. And if you have live sports uh, with competition among the very best universities that you can, you can put together in an, in an alliance, uh, you have a chance to go forward and, and do good things. And so that's what we expect uh, from ourselves. Uh, that's what we will uh, take into the early years of competition. And that's what we'll take into the marketplace uh, when it's time uh, in 24 to begin uh, talking with our media partners and, and others that may have interest in the, in the, uh, in the inventory. So, um, you know, we, we went into this, uh, trying to align ourselves with the very best universities and the very best athletics programs that we that we can. Uh, we don't have any control over the changing environment in which we operate, uh, but we we think we can do a lot to position ourselves. And the addition of uh, Brigham Young University certainly is a is a huge building block in that process. Yeah, Barry, I think that Bob answered that question how I would want them to. We've had conversations with the Big 12 between BYU on the finances, and we like the deal that goes from now until the time it runs out and realize that the changing landscape in college athletics will probably be different in a couple of years and certainly in the broadcast. But we're going into this confident that we can make this happen. I will say from a perspective of BYU, it might be a little bit different. Um, I, a very good friend of mine and mentor taught me quite a while ago, it, the money, the financial part in athletics, it can't be the number one thing. 
I get it. Everyone gets it. We need that capital. We need the funds to survive. But if it's the number one thing, then you're going to lose track of your student athletes and your coaches and the things that really count the most. There'll be plenty of money in this conference. And we'll, we, we didn't have the money that a lot of the conferences had coming up to this point. And we realized that as a coaching staff and as players, we do the best and focus our attention on the things that matter most. And then somehow you just are able to make money if those things happen. So that's where I'll keep our focus. Thank you. Our next question will come from the floor. Yeah, Patrick Kinahan, uh, Zone Sports Network, Tom. As you know, you spent much of your time in recent years finding opponents every single year for BYU to play. Now, going forward, how are you going to basically get some of those teams off the schedule so you can allow for, I don't know whether it's eight or nine conference games that the Big 12 is going to decide to play? Well, probably starting today, we'll start to work on that. We'll have to unwind some of those contracts. <clears throat> it's important that everybody understands that with each contract that we did from the time we became an independent, there was a clause in it that was said that in the event that we uh, leave to join a P5 conference, that there would be some type of a, um, you know, a deal to, to work it out. And most schools this, in this day and age are looking for that protection to play the game. So it's protection for us and protection for them. A lot of these are going to unwind pretty easily because they're far enough out. And the ones that are short term, obviously next year we'll be able to play our entire schedule. And the year after that, we'll be able to play. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have, it starts getting a little bit more even. So for the next couple of years, if you look at things that are happening with the SEC and the American and, and a, a number of different conferences, you're going to see more games become available. Prior to this last movement, there were not very many games out there. You couldn't get a game if you didn't have it locked in in the next, say, two or three years. And that's why people are putting, you know, we're, we were doing games that would go out into 2030s and such. Those games, I think, will be able to unwind. People will want to get out of some, will want to get out of some, but we're going to want to keep some of these games that we've contracted. It'll be a conversation between me and Kalani to determine whether or not um, we want to keep some of those games as non-conference games. Certainly some of them we will and others will naturally go away. Thank you. Our next question will come from uh, our Zoom audience, Max Olson, if you'd uh, unmute yourself and ask your question. Yeah, hi. Uh, so I suppose this question is for Bob Bullsby and, and Lawrence Kubinick. Uh, you know, over the past few weeks here, you know, how were you able to build consensus uh, about this plan of, of not just how many uh, members to add, but, but then which uh, members to target? And, and how would you just describe that process here over these past few weeks? As Bob said, Bob said earlier that in this process, we were looking for the best universities with the best athletic programs. And uh, with those criteria, you quickly focus on certain institutions. And so it was a very easy decision uh, to come to the point where we are today. Um, BYU also fits 
in ways that complement our athletic strengths as well as our athletic programs. So um, this was a very clear and relatively easy decision for the eight continuing members of the Big 12. Yeah, I, uh, I completely agree with uh, Lawrence's assessment on this. Uh, and, and I would just simply add, uh, I, I have felt uh, very well supported to go out and have conversations with uh, institutions that had, had reached out and contacted us. Um, I, I felt like the, uh, the board was uh, well positioned and well aligned uh, to empower me to go and, and uh, have conversations with uh, President Worthen and, and with Tom and, uh, and the others. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, can, you can sometimes have situations where uh, a board wants to uh, be involved in uh, every little decision that is made or every, every question that needs to be asked. And I, I felt like I was given broad latitude to go out and have the conversations uh, and report back. Uh, and to be clear, we didn't contact anyone. We were contacted by uh, these institutions, but um, we did have subsequent conversations and, and uh, needed to get into some of the, the detailed discussions. And uh, I felt like I had every bit of latitude that I needed to do that, uh, that I was expected to, and I did report back uh, on, a, on a regular basis, but uh, uh, it, was a, it was a good process. Uh, I, have, I have felt very good about the Big 12 board over time. Um, I think President Worthen and uh, the other CEOs will enjoy working with, with uh, President Skubinek and, and the other members of our board. Uh, it's, a, it's a good situation for me as the commissioner, uh, but you know, sometimes you don't know that until such time as you really get into a stressful circumstance and you need to go out and, and, uh, and really um, perform uh, under difficult circumstances and uh, to, to have an unsupported board or a fractured board would have made this process uh, very much more difficult. Uh, that was exactly the opposite of what we had. We had a very supportive and very much aligned board. And in the end, um, it really wasn't a, a difficult decision to decide uh, which four we, we wanted to uh, move ahead on. Our next question will come from the floor. Uh, Jeff called Deseret News. Tom, what impact will this move to the Big 12 have on men's basketball and all the other sports that BYU competes in? Join with all our teams. And so all of our teams are um, play sports that the Big 12 carries, except for men's volleyball. Men's volleyball is a member of the MPSF, Mountain Pacific Sports Federation, and has been for a long time. Same thing was true in the Mountain West Conference and the West Coast Conference. So that won't change for uh, Sean and his group. But the rest of our teams will be able to move into uh, total play with the Big 12 beginning in two years. Okay, next, other question from the floor? Yeah, Mitch Harper with KSL Sports. This, this question is for Commissioner Bowlesby. Um, Commissioner, what was no Sunday play, BYU's no Sunday play, a concern at all for the member institutions in your league? I wouldn't call it a concern. I'd call it a consideration. Um, <clears throat> we had 
very open and frank discussions about it. Um, everybody has their eyes wide open. Uh, we understand that there are um, there are scheduling considerations that are going to have to be taken into account. And uh, you know, like uh, like all of our members, uh, some are in remote locations. Some have more difficult transportation issues than others. Uh, some are um, a, a longer ways away. Uh, you know, those are all things that you you think about as you um, consider institutions and, and even as you work together within your league. But um, that is something that uh, is baked in uh, when you consider a, uh, a university uh, like BYU. And so we uh, will we'll do what's necessary to respect and honor um, those uh, requirements. And, uh, you know, we got to the point where we didn't feel like it was, uh, it was going to be an issue. Uh, we're not uh, likely to be playing football games on Sunday. We, we don't, uh, we, we have events right now that are, that are contested on Sunday and they may have, they will have to be modified uh, to, in order to, uh, accommodate uh, BYU, but that we're willing to do that. And uh, um, frankly, uh, BYU is uh, an attractive enough institution that uh, that I, I consider that a very small consolation uh, in in having them be a part of our organization. Another question from the floor. Darnell Dixon, the Daily Herald. Tom, a move like this involves a certain amount of risk. Um, how would you compare this move, moving to the Big 12, with going independent 10 years ago? I think they were for various different reasons. When we went independent, uh, we felt that it was really important to give access to our fans, the Cougar Nation across the country. We were kind of stuck in a situation where the broadcast rights weren't very well. And then opportunities for our student athletes to compete as the best they could. And so when we, when we feel that in that period of time, we made a lot of progress. Um, and so this is kind of just that, that time has led in independence has led up to this point right now where it's a different kind of a journey. It, it, we don't know exactly how it's gonna go. We have faith in talking with Bob Bowlesby and the, the big 12 people that this is the plan going forward. I think that every conference in the country is having the same decisions. Before um, even this happened for the last couple of years, the West Coast Conference is very much involved in what that conference is going to look like, what the technology is going to look like, what new things and governance in the uh, NCAA is going to look like. If you're not having those discussions, you're behind the, the eight ball. And at BYU, President Worthen, um, Keith Vorkink and I, as well as my staff, we're having these conversations. We've been having these conversations for 10 years. From the time we went independent, we said, we're, we don't plan on being independent forever. We don't really know exactly where it's going to go, but we kind of carved our path um, as we were kind of, as we responded to the environment around us and as we made offer, took opportunities ourselves. So I think at this point in time, we feel that we're in a good spot, a really good spot for our student athletes, our coaches and our teams. Cougar Nation will get what they want and we can chart a path with things that we don't really even know about right now. It's exciting for me to have um, 
a fan base, a donor base, a sponsor base, like an intellectual alum base that we're all together now. We have resources that we didn't have 10 years ago, not financial. We have resources that we didn't have six years ago when this didn't work. And now, instead of just like kind of getting pushed around a little bit, we're going to join a conference for a reason, to be great partners and to be able to make things happen. We feel it can happen. All the things we need to happen are going to happen in this conference. But we also have a course that we're going to, we're going to um, chart independent. There's so many exciting things on the, on the forefront. You look at NIL and the things that have happened in the last little while. The things that can happen with technology and the people that we have strengthening us, there's no, there's no end to what we can think about. Okay, uh, we're, we're gonna go to Adam Rittenberg on our Zoom call, but just before we go turn it over to him and he unmutes himself and asks a question, we'll have a couple of more questions uh, that we can have for uh, Chair Skuvenik and Commissioner Bowlesby, and then we're gonna release them for another uh, obligation. Uh, and now Adam, uh, go ahead and unmute and ask your question. Yes, thanks. This is for uh, Commissioner Bowlesby. Uh, Bob, how, how uh, do these additions help the Big 12 going forward with a potential expanded playoff, especially given the speed of those discussions and the speed that you guys acted here in terms of uh, getting this done as quickly as you did? Well, I think the, the, um, uh, the outcome of the expansion of the playoff is, is still um, in, in flux at this point in time. Um, I, I think it's a, a relative certainty that we will expand the playoff at some point in time, uh, whether it'll be a 12-team playoff or, or whether it'll be a, an eight-team playoff or whether it'll come in year 11 or whether it'll come in year 13. I think those things are yet to be determined by the board of managers. Uh, but notwithstanding that, uh, we've had uh, BYU as a good example. Uh, they've, they've finished uh, repeatedly in the top 25. Um, Cincinnati finished in the top 10 last year. Um, UCF was the only undefeated team in college football a few years ago. Um, University of Houston has played at very high levels. Uh, through the years. And so we, we feel like, um, pursuant to the earlier question, adding quality is always a good thing. Um, and I think that um, these are, are very high quality football programs that are additive to the Big 12 and that uh, have the capability, uh, especially with um, uh, an array of stronger opponents uh, within the conference, uh, I think we, we have an opportunity to demonstrate uh, how, uh, how we can play at the national level. I, I think the other thing is with a, with a whatever format the, the playoff uh, turns into, uh, there's going to be additional access. And I, and I think that's what's really important. It, it, for me, it's not about uh, the money derived from the playoff. It's about being able to have more young people participate. And I think it's about making the regular season just as good as it can be. I, I think the uh, if, for instance, we get to uh, 12, uh, with six weeks to go in the season, there's gonna be 35 schools that have a legitimate claim to a possibility of being in, in the playoff. Uh, even with three weeks to go, instead of who's in, 
and only having five schools that have any chance, there's going to be a dozen or a dozen and a half that have a legitimate claim to getting into the playoff. That's going to be good for in-stadium attendance. It's good, going to be good for television viewing. I think it'll be good for a lot of, in a lot of ways. So um, I, I just think it's, it's more than just how many teams you have in and how you seed them and how you select them. Um, it, it really goes to the, the complete ecosystem of college football. And I just think that uh, a larger playoff with, uh, with more opportunity for access uh, is a good thing for the regular season in football in, in every way that you could name. So uh, I wouldn't presume uh, to, to uh, forecast how it's going to turn out. But I do think it's inevitable that it will get larger at some point in time. And as it does, it will have a positive impact on the regular season. So um, that's, that's good in every way for the Big 12. We're going to take one more question from our uh, Zoom audience. Blair Kirkhoff, you unmute and ask your question. Hi, this is for, uh, for, for Bob. Um, Bob, I know that Basketball is not at the forefront of, of realignment talk, but I'm wondering what you can tell the new members, what you have told them uh, about the Big 12 basketball tournament. And uh, just as a sort of a uh, housekeeping task, is it still make sure that the tournaments are still good to go in Kansas City through 2025? Yeah, we have a commitment to be in Kansas City through 2025. Um, Kansas City runs uh, an absolutely outstanding tournament. Um, I think it is the best uh, college basketball postseason tournament uh, in the United States. Uh, our league has been uh, one or two in the RPI um, every year for the last 10. Uh, and most of the time we've been first in the RPI. Uh, you, you start to bring in, um, you know, a, a BYU that is a, a traditional finisher in the top 25. Uh, you look at Cincinnati, that's, uh, I think they're in the top 15 winningest programs in the history of college basketball. Uh, you, you look at Houston, uh, they were a, a, a Final Four team this year. And uh, UCF is, is coached by uh, my dear friend and colleague, Johnny Dawkins, who uh, came through the Duke program, obviously, and, and has done great things down there. So, um, I, you know, I think a very good basketball league uh, will get even better. And, um, and we expect to be in Kansas City to contest the, uh, uh, the men's and women's tournaments. I, I think it's a, uh, the T-Mobile Center is a, is a great showcase. Uh, you know, we've had the situation, unfortunately, of of COVID disruptions uh, the last couple of years, but um, we expect to be back there with, with full house and with great competition. And, uh, you know, I, I just think uh, it's going to be, <clears throat> it's going to be no fun to play in the, in the, uh, the big 12 conference. It's uh, it's gotten even tougher than it was before. Thank you, uh, Chair Skuvenik, Commissioner Bowlesby. We appreciate you joining us uh, for our press conference. At this point in time, we'll sort of release you from this to get to your other obligations. We look forward to more interactions in the future. We'll continue with our press conference, though, and I think we have a question coming from the floor. David James from KUTV and the Zone Sports Network. Uh, Tom, I'm curious, just kind of housekeeping matters here. What does the football and basketball schedule look like 
in the Big 12 conference, how many conference games are going to be played, and that'll inform the decisions you make with all these other schools? Decisions haven't been made yet. Obviously, the conference will go in football to two divisions. We've talked about that, but where that division line is has yet to be determined. And then it'll, there'll be a lot of discussion, as there is still in some of the other conferences, as to how many games you play in conference. So that frees up games that you'd play in the non-conference. That would go for football and basketball and a lot of the other Olympic sports. So those are discussions that will still, still need to take place. What does uh, today's announcement, what impact does it have on your agreement with ESPN that you extended, I think it was January of 2020? We, when we went independent, we started that contract with ESPN. We have a long-standing and very strong contract with ESPN. We have great relationships. For those of you who don't know, the first live college football game on ESPN Network was in 1984 between BYU and Pitt. Uh, the people at ESPN that were there at the time are gone, but they still believe in that tradition. They love that relationship that we've had over all these years. We are in a contract with them. When we went independent, they were the ones that made that possible because we were able to have that football um, contract for broadcast rights to our home games. And then with the WCC, ESPN broadcast all the Olympic sports. So going forward next year, we'll be with them. And then as we go into and become a member, those are discussions that will take place uh, in the coming days and weeks and months to determine exactly how those broadcast rights, where the, where the uh, Big 12 decides to go and where BYU goes, and especially in relation with BYU TV as well. We'll have one more question from the floor. Two yeah. more. Sorry, two more questions from the floor. Uh, Paul Nelson with KSL News Radio. The rivalry between BYU and Utah is always a, a very important thing for a lot of people in the state. So, can that still be kind of like a prioritized non-conference opponent that you will got, that you will go for? It's a very good question, and I think the answer is that in the last couple of years, you've seen a relationship between BYU and Utah where it's a little bit more open and we're transparent with each other's needs. Being now in two separate conferences in football, not being independent, we'll have uh, needs and desires like Utah has had as a member of the Pac-12. I have not yet talked to Mark Harlan at Utah um, formally. We've kind of just bumped a few back and forth, but that's something where you've seen that in the after this game tomorrow night, we won't play the University of Utah in football for two years. And then there's a space down the road where we're not scheduled to play, but we are, we do have some contracted games after that. So we will get together in, in the next near while and discuss those. We're gonna have to see what it looks like in our conference, who we play, where we play, when we play, what the scheduling uh, windows look like. We, we've had a full schedule a full four months of scheduling to do in the, in the, uh, as an independent, but now you're, we, we could be restricted to certain times of the year, like some conferences are, and maybe there's certain openings. Those are discussions I look forward to having so that we can answer that question between BYU and Utah. Another question from the floor. Norma Gonzalez from the Salt Lake Tribune. This is for President Worthen. 
What does Tom mean for the program, particularly as he's led BYU through independence, through the pandemic, and will now lead them into the Big 12? I was just saying, thinking I was going to get by without answering any questions at all, but thank you. Uh, you know, it's hard to describe how central Tom is to, to our program. It's true of any athletic director anywhere, but the very embodiment of what the values of BYU are, uh, understanding the world in the very dynamic world of college athletics. Um, as I said at the beginning, th this would not have happened without Tom Homo. And, and my confidence going forward, there's risks, as Tom said, with anything that we do. My confidence going forward is uh, heightened considerably by the fact that we have Tom Homo here. So he, he's agreed to stay at least as long as I did. He hasn't said that yet, not even to me for that matter. Uh, but, but that's, he really is the person, the one single person that this could not have happened without. And I think that will be true going forward in the future. We have time for one more question from the floor. Do we have, okay. Hi, Monte, KSL Sports. This is for Tom Homo. Tom, you mentioned back in 2010 that you didn't want to be football independent forever. Were there ever any discussions or considerations about becoming a football only member in a power league? We always contemplated that was a possibility. We analyzed what it would look like, how that would be. Um, we never got anywhere to the point where that came up. There were some you know, speculation or some just kind of, you know, over donuts and chocolate milk <laughs> and somewhere with some ADs and other commissioners sometimes where they go, would you do it? And at the time I said, we'll see when the time comes. You offer him? And uh, it's just something that never really came to fruition. I'm glad. I, I, I love the fact that we get to go into the Big 12 uh, with all our teams. It, the WCC saved us. We weren't going to be able to do that independence at the time, but they had enough teams where our, uh, where our sports could play. And uh, some of our teams, it wasn't a great deal for some of our teams when we went to the WCC because they didn't sponsor those sports. And so some of our sports have had a real challenge to be independent in those sports or in various conferences, to feel like we get to go all together at one, as one now. It's beautiful. Well, that will uh, conclude our press conference uh, for the day. We want to thank President Worthen, Athletic Director Tom Holmo, media members, Cougar Nation. Let's go Cougars. <laughs>